Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live.
Yes, he's worthy. He's worthy, children of God. He's worthy. He's worthy. We greet each of you once again in his most holy name. We thank God this evening for who he is. Great things that he's doing to us, through us, and for us. We thank God today for the rains from heaven, which are an integral part of life here on earth. You know, it's important to understand that there are some things that are just integral parts of life here on earth. Rain, you know, the sunshine, uh, the wind, all of these things that God provides for us because they are necessary in our existence in our existence here in, in this in this life and on this earth I mean, we've got to understand that there are things that are integral parts of our spiritual life as well things that that we must have we need our daily bread we thank God for those of you that have been worshiping with us you know that we are working on our most recent topic as you promote the kingdom of God God will promote you as you now. Okay? Don't look for God to do a lot of promoting of you and you are not taking care of Jesus said, I, you know, when his parents were looking for him, didn't you know I had to be in my father's house about my father's business? If you don't want to support God's business, don't be looking for him to do a lot of supporting of your. We must promote the kingdom of God if we want God to promote us. Look at capital A. What is the kingdom? Matthew twelve twenty eight, Mark four and twenty six, and it brings us on down to capital B. Where is the kingdom? Where is the kingdom? Luke chapter seventeen verse twenty one. Luke chapter seventeen verse twenty one. From the New International Version. Our scripture reads, Jesus said, the kingdom of God does not come with your careful observation, nor will people say here it is or there it is, because the kingdom of God is within you. Where is the kingdom of God? Well, one place 
It's within you. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' most holy name, again, we thank you, we praise you, we magnify you, we adore you, Father. You, you are worthy to be exalted in the heavens and in the earth. There's no name like the name of Jesus in heaven or in earth by which men can be saved. We thank you this evening, Father, for blessing us in so many ways. We pray, Father, that as we study this this evening, you will grant us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding that your people may be blessed. Do these things for us, Father. In Jesus' most holy and precious name, we pray that God's people say amen and amen. Where is the kingdom? As we look at Luke chapter 17, we see a number of familiar themes in Scripture, sin, faith, and our duty. We see those ten lepers that were healed, and only one came back to thank God. But then we hear toward the end of chapter 17, the coming of the kingdom of God. And we have the Pharisees, one of the major groups that was in opposition to Jesus for much of his earthly ministry, asking a question. The Bible says, once having been asked by the Pharisees, when the kingdom of, when the kingdom of God would come, Jesus replied, the kingdom of God does not come with your careful observation. Now, this is important to understand, saints, that the Pharisees were worldly. They were carnally minded. Their concept, their understanding, their precept, perceptions of the kingdom of God were all twisted. So when Jesus says to them that the kingdom of God does not come with your careful observation, Jesus was saying, look, not that the kingdom of God is not going to come and not that the kingdom of God is not going to come with a, a certain observation, but just not yours. You say, Apostle, what, what, what are, you, are you trying to get us to understand? God knows exactly when the kingdom of God is going to come. His children have, his real children have a good idea when the kingdom, the signs are, are all around us. Not that we are able to pinpoint times and dates, not that we're able to jump out and say, all right, you know, December 23rd, 2018. No, no, no. It's not that kind of thing. But the signs are all around. And for those of us, who are in tune with the Spirit of God and who, who are in tune with the Word of God and the, the signs that the Scripture mentions that will precede uh, the, coming, the, the next coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we, we, we got an idea. So Jesus was not saying that the kingdom of God did not come with anyone's careful observation. He said, don't come with yours. Now, now this is important. See, I've shared this with you all a number of times. As you read scripture, you've got to know who God is talking to. He's not saying everything to everybody. 
Now, some of you all understand my voice. You have taken what Jesus has said to Pharisees or what Jesus has said to hypocrites or what Jesus has said to unsaved and tried to apply it as if some of you all out there are taking what, what the word said to, to, to folk before uh, or the church age even, even came and trying to apply it to us today. You got to know who Jesus was talking to, what he was talking about, when he said that, why he said it. And who, who, when, where, and where he said it, because there, there, there are uh, everything the Lord says. He's got a target group. He's got a target. Jesus said to the Pharisees, he knew the character of these individuals. So what he was saying to these individuals who were not connected to God, these individuals that were hypocrites, these individuals that were play actors. This in no means goes for the elect. The kingdom of God does not come with your careful observation, nor will people say. Now, now, people, why does he say this? Because most times people are not in tune with the move of God and the spirit of God. Neither will people say here it is or there it is. Because the kingdom of God is within you. Now, this is not to say that the only place the kingdom of God is. What Jesus was stressing was the importance of the kingdom of God being in you before you start asking these kind of questions. In other words, without the kingdom of God in you, then all of what you're talking about is really a moot point. Because you are missing the whole essence of this thing jesus in essence was saying look in order to be able to start understanding when the kingdom is going to come what the kingdom is all about who's excluded from the kingdom how you get it you got to have the kingdom in you this is jesus's way of saying look there are certain prerequisites to understanding more about the kingdom which you don't have now you asking questions about something that's not even in you yet. You're trying to get information on a, on a place and on a concept that unless you get it in you, you won't never enter. We must be born again. We must, like Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again. People won't be saying here it is or there it is because the kingdom is within you. Jesus is saying, look, in order to comprehend and to, and to begin to understand the kingdom, you got to first have the kingdom in you. It's the, the spirit of God. Before you out, you out there unsaved, before you can understand a whole lot about the spirit of God, you got to have the spirit of God. There are certain things that you got to have in this walk with God, before you can even understand much about that. You can't really understand who Christ is without the spirit of Christ. <laughs> you can't really understand what the Holy Spirit is all about without the Holy Spirit. You can't really understand about the kingdom of God, come on somebody, without the kingdom of God.
You can't understand the word of God without the word of God. You can't understand the mind of God without the mind of God. We're about done. Got to get the kingdom in you. You know, you 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 know, you trying you trying to understand algebra, and you haven't you haven't learned how to add and subtract, divide and multiply yet. You trying to understand algebra, and you don't even know how to add. You still don't know what one plus one is, and you asking questions about algebra. You gonna have problems. So God said, "Look, Jesus, said, look, there's some foundationary." teachings. There's some foundationary prerequisites. There's some foundationary things that you've got to have before you can begin to understand greater things about the concept. Then he said to his disciples, uh-oh, well, what has happened here? Jesus has shifted the focus of his conversation. What, make no mistake about it, what Jesus said to the Pharisees and what Jesus said to his disciples is two different things. What Jesus say on judgment or what God says on judgment to the wicked and what God says on judgment to the righteous are two different things. The Bible says then he said to his disciples, the time is coming when you will Long to see one of the days of the Son of Man, but you will not see it. Men will tell you, there he is, or here he is. Do not go running after them. For the Son of Man in his day will be like the lightning, which flashes and lights up the sky from one end to the other. But first he must suffer things, suffer many things, and be rejected by this generation. Now, Jesus said, look, this is not now my disciples. I'm giving them some, some talk and some teachings about the kingdom. I'm giving them some talk and some teachings as to, to, to how, how things are going to wind up. and how things, You Pharisees, first get the kingdom inside you. How do we get the kingdom of God inside us? You've got to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. That's why he said one thing to the Pharisees. He said another thing to the disciples. He, in essence, said to the Pharisees that, that y'all going to miss this thing in the state you're in. But to his disciples, he said, look, this thing is going to be very obvious to you all. To his disciples, he said, just as it was in the days of Noah. Why mention Noah? Because Noah was a man in the midst of a wicked and adulterous generation that had a heads up, a signal from God to let him know when things was, was coming. It was called rain. That was the signal from God that it's time to wrap this thing up. There was a signal from God in, in, no, in, in, in Sodom and Gomorrah in Lot's day. Whereas the majority of the world, the signal from God came, the majority of the world had no idea what it was. And that's why Jesus was telling the Pharisees that the kingdom is not going to come with your careful observation. You can look for it all you want to, but without a special revelation from God, you're not going to see it. The people in Noah's day that, that didn't have a special revelation, there were two types of people in Noah's day. Them that had a special revelation from God, 
and them that didn't. Noah was the one that had the special revelation from God. The people of his day did not. And that's why they drowned. Don't you know that if everybody had known like Noah did, you'd have had a whole lot of jokers building arcs? If everybody knew, really knew like Noah, if everybody really knew some of the things that, that God has shared with me, every one of you all out there be preaching God's word every day, wanting to worship every day, if you knew like I know. See, that's why individuals, when, when you got individuals with a, with a special revelation from God, they're going to do some strange things that, that a lot of times people won't even understand until that thing happened. Then people will be like, okay, that's why he was doing that. I can see people, as water got up to the top, they had stood on every table they could in their house. They had stood on every piece of furniture they could and want but a little bit of space between they, where they could breathe in between they, they, they ceiling and where the water was, and they was getting a little, little bit, and, and they, some of them got the revelation. Now that's why Noah was building that thing like that. So, I can see some people in Lot's day as, as fire and burning sulfur was raining down on the city. And they seeing, they watching, watching Lot and his family running out of the city. That's why Lot and them was leaving. Too late for you. See, this is why you need to listen to them that have a special revelation from God. Because what they're trying to do is prepare you for what God is about to do. Remember Lot's sons and sons-in-laws, young guys that were preparing to marry Lot's daughters? They were part of the group that was outside Lot's house that wanted Lot and to send the angels out so they could have sex with them. Lot went out and tried to talk to them, tried to tell them, to look, you know, you know, yeah, we need to get, y'all need to get some things straight now. This is not going to be good, right? They thought he was joking. He thought it was a joke. It was the same in the days of Lot. Jesus is saying, look, same way it was in the days of Noah, same way it was in the days of Lot, same way it is today. Them that have a special revelation make preparation. Put that down. I'm going to have to preach that. Them that have a special revelation, what? Make preparation. If you out there and not making preparation for the next life, then you don't have a you don't have the right revelation. Them that have a special revelation, they make preparation. Bible said in days of Lot, people were eating, drinking, buying, selling, planting, building. See, they were going about their normal daily activities. See, when you get a special revelation from God, your normal activities will change. Let me say that again. When you get a special revelation from God, your normal daily activities will change. Until you get a special revelation from God, some of you all out there, you're going to just keep right on doing just what you've what you been doing. Just like you've been doing, buying and selling and planting and building it. But Lot had a special revelation from God. He came up out. He, he left some things alone. He said, look, this is not a time for a whole bunch of buying, a whole bunch of selling, a whole bunch of planting and building. This is time to be getting, getting, getting my family saved. 
getting myself and my family saved and, and, and anybody that'll that'll come with me. Well, what God do, he rained down from heaven and destroyed them all. It'll be just like this on the day the Son of Man is revealed. On that day, no one who is on the roof of his house with his goods inside should go down to get them. Likewise, no one who's in the field should go back for anything. Remember Lot's wife? Whoever tries to keep his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life will preserve his eternal life or preserve the life that's really important. See, it's not this life that's really the important life. It's the eternal life that's really the important life. Ah, this life here, it's like a mist. Job says, it's here for a little while, then it's gone. It's the eternal life that's the real important life. It's the next life that's the real important life. I tell you, on that night, two people will be in a bed. One will be taken, the other will be left. Two women will be grinding grain together. One will be taken, the other life. Uh, left. Where, Lord, they asked. He replied, where there is a dead body, there the vultures will gather. In other words, you know, you don't, you don't normally have to, to ask where there's a dead body. Vultures, a bunch of vultures gathered, they'll let you know. You don't even have to see the body. You just see a bunch, because a bunch of vultures are not going to just come together without no dead body. Vultures don't do that. They be vultures, be out. but when there's a dead body, vultures be like, that's the one time we can come together. Well, the reality is a whole lot of you all out there got vulture mentality. Families got vulture mentality. Won't support one another, won't be with one another, won't back with Till somebody die. Oh, y'all gathered all together then, like vultures. We don't want to be like vultures. Sheep be together before somebody die. Vultures normally come together after somebody die. Now, question is, are you, your family, your people, are y'all like sheep or like vultures? God want us like sheep. Why we got to wait? That's gonna be that's the craziest thing to me. Why we got to wait till somebody died before we get together? Before we now all of a sudden we want why why? And see, really, what it is it is it's really a way of individuals saying, "I'm I'm I'm glad that joke is gone." That's that's really what a lot of you saying, and you don't even realize. Because if you won't come see about me, you won't come check on me, you won't come do nothing for me until I die. Now all of a sudden you want to come flocking down. What you really saying is I'm glad that joke was gone. Don't come down here. If you won't come down here, you won't be here, you won't come check on me while I'm alive. Don't come when I'm dead. Stay right on wherever you was at. Don't come. I'm telling you, don't come. Don't even let them in. Why in the world are you coming now? Why in the world you coming with a bunch of flowers? You wouldn't even buy me a, 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 a soda when I was alive. Now here you got some flowers. For, here's just some flowers for the apostle. Now that I'm dead, what in the world am I going to do with that? Keep your vulture yourself on wherever you was at. Unless we together 
now. Unless we fellowship it now. Don't come trying to be huddled all over. No, don't be doing that. Where a dead body is, that's where vultures be gathered. You don't see, you don't even catch sheep doing too much around no dead body. Sheep be like, we got, you know, got to let him, got to let him go. You let him go. Sheep be gone. Sheep be gone. Let's get back to our sheep business. What we've been doing all the while. We've been together all the while. Now he's gone. Let him go on somewhere. Let him go. Vultures, just the opposite. Vultures be doing their own thing. Then when something die, now here they all gather together. They, you ain't even got to see a body there. Go vultures. Vultures there, you can't even see the body for all the vultures gathered around eating. Then when the vultures, they find you go shoo them away, they'll be the carcass. Jesus said, what? Where there is a dead body, there, vultures will gather. Where is the kingdom? This thing, this thing, you know, the kingdom is all around us. It's all around us. God's way is all around us. The, the question is, do we have eyes to see? Do we have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying? It's all around us. Creation is even crying out. The globe, Creation is even praising God, crying out to God. Do we have eyes to see? Or do we have eyes that are seeing but never perceiving, perceiving, you know, ears that are hearing but never understanding? Kingdoms all around us. But in order to comprehend that, in essence, what Jesus was saying to the Pharisees is you got to get the kingdom inside of you. When you get the kingdom inside of you, you'll see that the kingdom is all around everywhere. But it's got to start with you. It's got to start inside of you. Father, in Jesus' mighty name we pray. We thank you again for the privilege to be able to worship you. Thank you, Father, for everything you've shared with us. Thank you for opening our eyes of understanding. Pray, Heavenly Father, that... uh, You've been pleased with the words of our mouth and meditations of our heart. Again, we thank you for the rains as they are coming down from the heavens. We know that they will not return to you void, but that they will do all that they have been sent and purposed to accomplish. We give you glory. We give you honor and praise. This is our prayer. We count done in Jesus' mighty name. We pray. Amen and amen. Send you can reach us through email at thechristensternchurch at gmail.com. Check out our website, www.rchurch.com, backslash member, backslash t, backslash tccc. Feel free to join us on TalkShoe's precast, YouTube, and iTunes at 9 to 6 p.m. daily. On TalkShoe, call 724-444-7444 and try D17959. On Spreecast, type in Robert Bryan on YouTube and the Chris. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.